Welcome to the Variety Hour, where local leaders talk Memphis. Listen to you move your mouth. I bet you come from way down south. Now don't tell me, let me guess. You from the town that I love best. Talk Memphis. I wish you would. Talk Memphis. You sound so good. Talk Memphis. High on the bluff. I swear I can't get enough. Listening to you talk that stuff. Talk Memphis. Oh, Welcome to Talk Money. And now here's your host, Jim Shoemaker. And good morning and welcome to Talk Money. Talk Money is about insurance, stocks, bonds, retirement planning, estate planning, and, uh, of course, just pure money. It's everything financial. Our guests bring their insights and perspectives about their topics of expertise. Well, economy is continuing in the news. According to the Census Bureau and the Federal Reserve in St. Louis, consumer spending, home sales, and business investment show rising. They're just rich going out of the top of the loop. You know, you just keep looking what's happening. It's like a... You know, a stair step moving upward. There's a lot of a, a lot of optimism. That's a positive. There's an anticipation from investors that are, we're going to see tax reform, potential tax cut. But as you noticed, uh, deficit worries are holding up the tax bill. But we could see something in the next couple of days. So stay tuned. More to come about that. But remember, keep your politics out of your investments. For your information. Here's a little side note for you. United States Postal Service, you know, the postman that comes by? Well, he's working for a company that last earned a profit in fiscal year 2006. Since then, the postal system has lost money for 11 consecutive years, including, now let's think about this, $2.7 billion loss for the fiscal year that ended 930. That's September the 30th of this year. Let me give that to you in a kind of a thought. That's equal to a daily loss of $7.4 million. I don't know how they can do it, but we're paying for it. For more information, think about it, though. 76% of Americans do not know that there is a deadline for the Affordable Care Act. That comes around December the 15th. So you better put that in your mind. Thoughts and just if you gotta gotta get your open enrollment done, it's over by December the fifteenth. Today's program, well, we've got it. It's stacked up pretty hard, and you're gonna like it. It's gonna be one of those that you'll sit back and enjoy. We're pleased to have with us in the studios at KWAM, Effie Johnson, Kiki Hall, and Harold Ware of Neighborhood Christian Center. Uh, they've been doing something in Memphis for over thirty years. You're gonna find out more about it, how they have an impact on our city. You don't want to miss that part of the program. In the second half, Terry Hurt of Shoemaker Financial will discuss the issues women have investing money in the family or for the family. We all face issues, but what are specific to the lady in the household? Well, when it comes to it, Terry has a great answer. It's about building the nest egg and for retirement and for your legacy. You don't want to miss that part. I'm Jim Shoemaker. You're listening to The Voice, KWAM 990 and FM 107.5. This is Talk Money. You're listening to Talk Money. Podcasts of Talk Money are available in the iTunes store. Just search Shoemaker Financial. We'll be right back with more Talk Money after this. 
Now, here's Mid-South Weather from News Channel 3 Severe Weather Center, brought to you by the Crescent Club, hosting the people and ideas that move Memphis forward for nearly 30 years. Poplar and I-240, call for a free tour at 901-684-1010. Breezy and cool this morning, sunny and mild this afternoon with High temperatures nearing 60, light northeasterly winds. Partly cloudy overnight, we drop back down to near 40, and under the sunshine, we'll warm into the mid-60s over the weekend. Memphis Spine and Rehab has relocated to Germantown across from Chick-fil-A on Wolf Trail Cove. Check them out at thememphisspine.com or call 901-751-0939. I'm News Channel 3's Todd Demers. On The Voice, FM 107.9 and AM 990. Are you aging? Well, I am. This is Mac Bailey from the Bailey Law Firm. As we age, our concerns and needs change. An updated estate plan will give you peace of mind regarding your family and your future. Your will is about your wishes and not always about your wealth. What are your wishes? Please call us at 901-843-2760 or visit us at thebaileylawfirm.com. Again, this is Mac Bailey from the Bailey Law Firm telling you that today is the youngest you will ever be. Let us help you with your estate planning, elder law, and probate needs, it's what we do. You're listening to Talk Money. Be sure to like us on Facebook to search Shoemaker Financial. And now here's your host, Jim Shoemaker. And welcome back. We have a program. Just uh, get ready, lock it down, because you better put your safety belt on. It's going to run hard. But it's a great program because it's dealing with things that happen here in our city that impact the city for the betterment. And that's what really we're all about. We so much appreciate the fact that Talk Money is brought to you in part by the Bailey Law Firm, estate planning, elder law, and probate planning. For all generations, we thank those at the Mac Bailey Law Firm. In fact, we'll have Mac Bailey on the radio program with us next week, so you don't want to miss that. But today, let me, I have with me in the studios, as I said earlier, Effie Johnson, Kiki Hall, and Harold Ware. Now, let me tell you what they do. Well, You know, they have titles, but they do a lot of stuff that their title doesn't even come close. Effie, obviously, she is the CEO and president of the Neighborhood Christian Center. Kiki runs as director of marketing and communication. Harold's the CFO, but I get the sense as you talk with them, if there's a job to be done, these three know how to do it. Guys, welcome to the program. Thank Thank you you so much. much. You know, I want to start with really, Effie, this is a ministry that's not new to the city. This is a ministry that's impacting people and has been impacting people for 30, almost 40 years, goes back almost well to your mom. But the reality is, uh, if we went and just walked the city streets, there's I could find people that will say, yes, I know the Neighborhood Christian Center. I spent a day there, received something. There's a lot of things going on that happens. Tell me your mission statement. So our mission is to guide those in need towards stability and sustainability through Christ-centered ministries and empowerment programs. So in a nutshell, that's what we're here to do. Two words, stability, sustainability. sustainability. Explain that. That's so powerful because it's more than a handout. Right. And that's that's what I think so many people don't always understand. You think about working in a center area, an inner city area. Yes. That it becomes, well, they're just a handout type of ministry. But you're really not. You're doing a lot more. Well, the challenge is when you're dealing with poverty and you're dealing with people that are living in a poor state every day, there is some form of uplifting hands hand or handing out that's going to have to happen because right. people don't have. Um, but Neighborhood Christian Center's goal is to move people toward a, st- a stable situation so that they can 
connect with others for sustainability. We yeah. don't do it all, but we work toward the stability portion to move them. To move them. Okay, so the handout is is needed. It's necessary. It's necessary. And so, therefore, anybody that's looking for a ministry to be involved in that wants to be a part of taking care of people in need, Neighborhood Christian Center meets that need. That's Tell right. me what you mean by meeting the need. What, well, what actually happens? Meeting the need and meeting people where they, they are. Right. Um, so I was sharing with Kiki on the way um, here. We have so many people that I don't know about you, but for me, I remember back in the day I was going through the process of get, gaining and, and getting a job. And so if I was if I didn't have. If I had two dollars in my pocket and, and didn't couldn't find one, it was an issue. And but I did have a few dollars it. in the bank. I can you know go go and I knew it was there. Right. Well, we're working with people every day that may need. They have a dollar, and if they lose that dollar, that's the last they that's have the last for the dollar. month. And those are challenging things when you're in crisis every day. Uh, that's what Neighborhood Christian Center is about. We're we're responding to emergent needs. We're responding to crisis needs. We're responding to people that are needing to first get the crisis out of the way and then begin to convert them to a train of thought or a different mindset in how they live their lives every day. And moving out of um, a welfare mentality to a mentality that says, I can work and I can do for myself. Okay, that's the sustainability part. That's the sustainability part. Kiki, when you began with the ministry years ago, and I know you're you're in charge of marketing and communication, uh, and you, you do a lot of things that maybe is not under those particular areas, but when you talk about sustainability, what do you see as the critical part of that in, in the ministry? Well, I just, I love the fact that, again, as, as Effie said, we're taking them, we're getting them through the crises, and then we're putting them in one of our empowerment empowerment programs and 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 then hopefully they will be able to gain you know employment from that or trade uh and so we start with the very young the kids in our after school programs are learning not only regular literacy but financial literacy and then our our adult empowerment programs include uh life skills work skills you know resume building how to how to sew how to how to cook uh for the ladies and and then job skills for the for the ladies and the men and uh try to get them into some sort of employment opportunity why is that such a need, Effie? I mean, why is why when, when Kiki's talking about that, I, you talk about not just teaching someone, not just a handout, but getting back to the sustainability. Why is that a need? Well, I remember back when I was growing up um, that we had home economics classes. Right. We had um, um, shop. Yep. We had Votech. You can go and learn how to work on somebody's hair. I can remember have, learning how to balance a checkbook. You yes, know, and that you was have, important. All of that was in our our classroom, and um, now things have shifted. Um, technology has has contributed to some of that. Some of that has changed because of how the school systems have adjusted, and so um, many of the and then other reasons are choices that a lot of the women, especially that we serve, made in their childhood or in their teen years where they had babies early. So if you have children, you're 12, 13, 14 years old, and you're starting to have babies and you have five, six kids, you're not going to school, <clears throat> excuse me, or you're not um, a part of some of the classes that, that would have taught you some of those things. And if you're a second, third generation teenage parent, your mom might not be in, um, placing those or put, uh, imparting that into you as well. So some of the things we're having to do is help to return to that state of emotional 
stage of their life that they missed out on and get them caught up just in the home economics. Just in the basics. Just in the basic areas, which we, which we call it basic life is the program that we have. And so it's a process that is longer and it seems so long for people like us that are serving people because you're taking a 21-year-old woman or a 29 or 30-year-old woman and you're taking three or four years to get them on track because they missed that part of their lives when they were 13, 14, 15 years old, when it was normal and natural to all of us to have those developmental opportunities. I know for a lot of people, they wouldn't think that would be critical, but we see that. It, and, it, and you've actually said this before, that it's repetitive. It it, you know, it's, it's just generation after generation. You have to break that. It's the breaking and, of the cycle. Right. And so that's the difficult part because you're reaching in, touching people, that they sometimes it's just, well, this is the way it was done. You know, you just mentioned when I was a kid, right. I took class and I did right. this. Well, this is a, a woman today or a man who didn't take that as a kid. And so their kids are not going to be. So that's what you're working diligently. Right. And I do. share with people. <clears throat> sorry, sorry. We take for granted things because we uh, are looking at it from a lens that is already of accomplishment. Uh, we've already been through it. So we look at other people and say, why can't they do it? Because we assume that they've had the same experiences that we've had. And so that is, you know, the issue. If you go in the grocery store and you're full, it's different than when you're hungry. Oh, no question. And so the same type of experiences you have when people are going are in communities and in food insecure communities are in under uh, they're undereducated, all these different areas. When you have those deficiencies, your your desperation or your desire for everything you see, but it's not good for you. No. It, the things you're trying to do it, for immediate gratification are not really helpful for future, uh, for your for your for furthering your future. You know, and that's so critical. Kiki, I want to ask you, just uh, help me with a little bit about faith and finances and your thoughts. Yes. Well, um, obviously, we are Neighborhood Christian Centers, first and foremost, is a faith-based organization. And um, we truly believe in being the hands and, hands and feet of Christ in these communities and and uh, uplifting the folks the way uh, God would want us to do. And uh, because of that, obviously, we're f- funding from a lot of different sources is now becoming less and less. A lot of organizations, because of our political landscape, are no longer uh, supporting faith-based organizations. But the Ballards founded founded the organization on uh, Christian um, morals and Christian values, and we want to maintain that. And and because of that, though, we've got to find um, you know donors that will continue to support us as being a faith-based organization. And as far as the um, faith and finance. Uh, the financial part, obviously, um, because we're trying to put uh, a lot of our neighbors in need in a different trajectory than what they have known for generations, they've got to learn how to manage and handle that. Once you do get a job, once you do get a trade and you start earning money, you have to know how, what to do with that um, and how to treat those dollars that you are receiving and, 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 and be good stewards with the dollars that you are receiving and, and making sure you're taking care of your family properly, your children, yourself, but then also, you know, making sure you're doing good things uh for, for their future and for your future as well, put, putting some away and tithing as well. So, um, you know, it's kind of an all-encompassing thing, and that's one of the reasons why we've started doing financial literacy, starting with our young kids in our programs. That's just a basic fundamental, again, back to what you're saying, Effie. It's, it, it starts to break the cycle. Now, you mentioned the Ballards, and I, I need to go ahead and let everybody know, Effie, you are Joanne's... Oldest, oldest, oldest child. Oldest child. 
That's great. So, and let's talk about that. This goes back to a legacy of the Ballard family. And I, why don't you just tell us a little bit right. about and that? Right, and so very briefly, my mom and dad came from, um, you know, poor settings. Uh, my mother was given away at six weeks of age to a foster family that raised her from that um, age to, to she was grown. And my father uh, was born in uh, Mississippi, Madison, Mississippi, right outside of Jackson, third of eight children, couldn't read until he was in the sixth grade. And But both um, families um, had a desire for their children to uh, be educated. And so my grandfather, my father's father, sent all of them to Piney Woods Country Life School. Um, the last one didn't have to go because they finally built a high school in the community, so he was, he, he was able to go there. But um, the, the pursuit for uh, education and excellence and and to do it uh, in a Christ-like manner was, was what our family pursued. And so when my parents moved to Memphis individually and they met each other over time and they got married, um, their heart was still for the community and for the underdog, for those that were in need. And so my father and mother would work together and um, people would ask them could they help with a child or we would call mentor a child. And over time, they would actually keep these young people, 17 21, to 21 years of age, most of them would be, and they would live in our home. And my father took a two-bedroom home turned into a nine-bedroom, five-bathroom home where everyone could have their own space and, and have something they could call their own, and, we, and that's how we lived. And um, it was challenging sometimes. I, you know, as a 13-year-old girl, sometimes be a little selfish about, why, why are these people in our house? You know, <laughs> but, but, you know, my mom often reminded me, this is the purpose God has called us to. And Effie, if you're going to be here in this house, this is what this is, we're going to do. And I'm grateful for that. It was challenging as all children, you know, can be about. It's easy you know, for a 13 year old to yeah. say, wait a second, this is my space. Sometimes a 17 year old. Um, but anyway, because <laughs> I had moments all the way through. Um, but but they were they were intentional and they raised over 75 um, children, uh, young people at that time in our home and, and continue to do that even after um, I married. And so um their efforts were to not just to help to impart values and uh, instill the word of God, but to instill work um, ethic and then help them to go to college. So over 70% of those kids went to college and the others um, went to tech, received some type of technical, technical. Um, um, degree. And all of them are doing well and don't need us as an organization to continue to support them, which was our mission. How can we help people? It's more challenging now because we can't have 49,000 people like we serve now living in our houses, right. our homes, but we do our best to be available to people and, like Kiki said, be a good neighbor. Well, what you've just said is you've gone from 75 to 100 to 45,000. Right. Bigger vision, many more integral parts to right. make that happen. But and a lot of good team members helping. A lot of team members. You've got yeah. more than one center. There's multiple right. centers in, right. in around the city. So you've spread out to touch more people with that. That's right. Uh, your mom just received a, a, you know, some tremendous recognition. I yes. was going to try to get there, and I ended up having to be – well, I was out of town, just out yes, of the, actually out of the country. But but reality, uh, she is still involved in the ministry? She's still involved, and she celebrated her personal accomplishment of fi over 50 years of service in the Memphis area, starting in South Memphis and then just taking it abroad. Everything – the result of all of us being here today is God through her, mm. God through her vision – um, started in North Memphis and expanded it, um, this concept with other partners in our city to, to do what we do today. And now we have, as of January 2018, we'll have seven locations in our city wow. that we're serving uh, in neighborhoods. Um, we're housed in neighborhoods. Um, our staff are there on campuses of serving over 
900 families, 1,600 plus children uh, are, are affected by our touch every day um, in some way or, or another. So we're very proud of the uh, opportunity to to be a be a partner and be a part of our community. You just tuned in. I am talking with Effie Johnson, Kiki Hall, and so far Harold has been so patient, and we have uh, had to just kind of let him. He and I have got great eye contact so far, but Harold, don't you go anywhere because when we come back, Harold's going to tell us a little bit about some of the financial needs. Harold's the CFO for Neighborhood Christian Centers. You know, the bottom line is, city of Memphis is. Um, it's our city. We love our city, and uh, I'm so pleased to have them as guests today because this is an organization that day in, day out, lives where we need to be, touching people that need to be touched, and as Effie said earlier, breaking a cycle that if you're not involved, you, you can't really see us get that done. So stay with us because when you come back, we're going to find out a little bit about what Harold thinks about it from a certified, from his being the CFO and understanding what the financial needs are for the Neighborhood Christian Center. This is Talk Money. listening to Talk Money. Have a question you'd like answered on the program? Email talkmoney at shoemakerfinancial.com. We'll be right back with more Talk Money after this. The Osgood File. This is Charles Osgood from the Dell Small Business Studios on the CBS Radio Network. And now, here's Sam Litzinger. What a change it was when electric lights came into our world. I'm the man in the street. I think of electricity as revolutionizing old customs and habits on the farm, in the factory, in the home. They lit up the night in a way that had never before been done. Now experts say we're paying a price for that. More after this. Dave, what are you doing? Just sending a gift to Dave2037. Who? Me in the future. I save a little money from every paycheck as a gift to Dave2037 so he can spend it on things like anti-gravity boots or a hologram Doberman. Something cool like that. I think Dave2037 deserves it. He worked hard. What are you getting Steve2037? I guess I was thinking Steve2037 would just fend for himself. Well, all right, but don't expect to be borrowing my anti-gravity boots. You want to have money in your future? You got to start saving now. Putting some money from every paycheck into a savings account or contributing to your 401k can make a big difference later. Put away a few bucks, feel like a million bucks. For free ideas and easy ways to save, go to feedthepig.org. That's feedthepig.org. Hey, Let's just hope Steve2037 doesn't get his hands on a cold time machine because he is going to come back here and knock some sense into you. This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. There are still a few of them around, but it's getting harder and harder to find any place on Earth where the night sky isn't lit up by a human-made glow. Ever since we figured out how to turn on lights, darkness has been on the run. Now researchers say light pollution has become an international problem. They found that artificially lit outdoor areas have grown by 2% a year from 2012 through 2016. It's a trend that shows no sign of stopping. Now, you might think, good, light is better than dark, but not always. The experts say the biological impact from all that light is significant. People's sleep can be affected, animal migration and reproduction, too. And there's real concern the stars in the night sky may become invisible to most of us. 
One of the researchers says we're at a critical point in terms of our ecology, and it's something officials need to think about very seriously. I read a book a few years back titled At Day's Close. It warned about this. With darkness diminished, opportunities for privacy, intimacy, and self-reflection will grow more scarce. Should that luminous day arrive, we stand to lose a vital element of our humanity, one as precious as it is timeless. So maybe tonight, think about leaving the outside lights off. The Osgood File, Sam Litzinger on the CBS Radio Network. You're listening to Talk Money. Jim Shoemaker and Terry Hurt are registered representatives and investment advisor representatives of Securing Financial Services Incorporated. Securities dealer, member FINRA, SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Shoemaker Financial is independently owned and operated. And now here's your host, Jim Shoemaker. Well, welcome back. As I told you earlier, you're, you're listening to a radio program that we have brought in people from the Neighborhood Christian Center in here in the studios. I have Effie Johnson, Kiki Hall, and Harold Ware. Harold is the CFO, and Harold, we're going to dive in to talk a little bit about just balancing the books, and uh, it's, it's a faith-based type of ministry. That means there's no outside funding, no government funding. There's no state funding at all. This is strictly donations from people, from churches. This is grassroots. What I like that was said earlier as we were talking, Memphis helping Memphians, and I think that is so critical. How difficult is it? Uh, you know, so many times, these you, you talk to these two ladies, and uh, you get the energy. I mean, they're they're fired up. They're going after it, and they're working. You've got to balance the checks, man. <laughs> you know, how do you do that? I mean, how, how do you work in a ministry when you know that it's faith-based, you're depending on God to deploy, you know, you pray and you're going through that process and you prayed for us before we started the program. The reality is, at the end of the day, that's really where you're working. You're saying, God, we are here, we need, and God supplies. We know that. We, we understand that. How difficult is that it for you from a start, from the uh, CFO standpoint? Well, it, it, it is it is difficult every single month. I mean, we are about fifty four percent of our total giving comes from individuals, and when you talk to individuals, trying to get the word out and and, and let them know what we do so they can s- support your mission, it is difficult. But uh, you know, we're we every every day we fight that battle, and and uh, you know we want to reach people. We want to let them know uh, how they can help Memphians, help other Memphians that need their help. Uh, you know, but, but we do not get any state or federal funding. It's, it's all about local money uh, coming into our, our organization and then using that money in the right ways, trying to be the most efficient and effective way that we can use those funds. That's, that's a good part. You know, I, I've always, and I've worked with a lot of ministries, I've always felt like that if you're going to, you know, you could get an endowment. Let's say somebody decided to write you a check for $100 million. Well, then all of a sudden, it's, you know, then you're saying, well, now we depend on the endowment, you know. But if you're having to go day by day, you are depending on God. There's a tough mix of God. I sometimes say, God, we could just get by a couple of more weeks in advance, mm-hmm. you know. It'd just make us a little more that we could plan. But for planning purposes, you have to manage what's going on. You keep some degree of check and balance. What I guess I want people to understand is this is not an organization that runs out of a shoebox. Some organizations do, and some people look at it and say, I can't, don't know if I want to give money like that. This is an organization that's fiscally very, very effectively run and manages what God's entrusted with you to manage. Exactly. I mean, we have to be, you know, for, uh, 
for us to reach the people and let them really support the organization, we have to let them know that we're doing the things the right way. That's the key. And that we're using the money in the right way. You know, it takes money to run our organization. It takes people to do the programs that we do. Uh, and and we, have with seven, we have seven locations around the city and trying to spread that money out and, and do it, uh, uh, get the, and again, being the most effective use of the funds, being a good steward mm. of the gifts that we get. I mean, God does bless this organization. He's blessed it for almost 40 years, and it's just amazing. Sometimes we're, when, when I sit back and I know that we need some funding, then all of a sudden a check appears in the mail, yeah. and it just, it just warms my heart when I see that happen. And, uh, you know, we do. We know that God will continue to bless our efforts. It does. Always, always. God's aware of what we need. God's sovereign. And he does that. Right now, I want to ask you this real quick, because right now people have seen the market. As I started the program with, the market continues to surge. And so we've got people that got a lot of capital gains. And uh, you do have the ability, if I have a stock or a mutual fund and I want to give that to you, you can take it as an income or a gift. And uh, they don't have to pay the taxes. Right. It, exactly. This is a great, great year that the stock market every day is setting new records. Right. So if you've got appreciated securities, if you've got capital gains where you could take the stock and donate the stock to us, we've got the ability to accept that. And uh, and you get the tax benefits. Tax Totally tax write-off. No taxes on it. It's done. And that's an effective gift way. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago when we actually begin to sh share with people what they could do for end-of-year giving. But you guys are definitely prepared to do that. It doesn't just have to be a stock. Any appreciated asset. Right. You can give a car to you guys. I've actually done that to you guys before. Given a car, your mom and I talked about it. It was something they needed. And we had something we wanted to do. And it was good. Uh, you know, just people can, you guys have the ability to accept a gift of, of anything. You know, it's going to be approved. You have to go, but you're prepared. You right. know what to do with it. Right, right. We we take in-kind gifts. We take, you know, things that, that where we may have a budget to spend that money for certain things that people can donate, and we don't have to spend that money. We can use other funds for other things. This time of year is very important to us because in December, uh, we get about 25% of our annual budget comes in December, and that helps get get us through the spring and summer months when giving softens. So, you know, the, this end of the year is critical for us to, to see a good December. In if you just tuned in, our guest, you know, we're talking to people that are having an impact in our city. I, we love our city. We want that to happen. Neighborhood Christian Center, Effie Johnson, Kiki Hall, and Harold Weir. We're talking about year-end giving and having the ability to take an appreciated asset Fully gift it to them. They can take care of it. You don't have to pay the tax because you're selling it, then giving it. Let it just simply go as 100%. You avoid the taxes, and you get the full write-off. Hey, that's a financial tip. You need to keep that in mind. Effie Johnson, what's happening? What's going on? What's next? What's next for us is that this season we're ramping up and going to have over 1,000 families. Uh, coming to us for their uh, Christmas needs. Mm -hmm. And then we're serving 10,000 plus families um, for food. Um, um, we'll be giving food boxes. Um, and sponsor and One of our sponsors is International Paper, by the way. Mm. They gave they gave us every box that we're going to be using to wow. distribute these. Um, and Sanderson with, and Farms. And Sanderson Farms mm -hmm. sponsored all of our chickens. And so the chicken that will be going in each box. And so this is not a traditional Christmas basket. This is a, a basket to help sustain them through uh, the families that receive this through the Christmas break. So many of our families, uh, when their children come home, that have not been reliant upon the lunches that they get at the at school, 
Well, that's another meal that they have to, they have not had in their budget, if you will, that they'll have to make sure kids have during the school during the school break. Um, so this is what's happening for us immediately. Now we'll be moving straight into our uh, winter programs, as Har Harold shared, and we're going to have to have support for that. Um, and so we have we need volunteers, we need people working in our pantry, in our clothes closet, uh, we need people helping to uh, organize those things. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on, and we're going to need help with it. And uh, we can connect them to Pamela Cox, and she can help them make it happen. And if you would like to talk to Effie or Kiki, just call them at 901-861-8060. Is it 601-8081-6013. They're on the phones now waiting for them. They're waiting for the call. They're waiting right now. <laughs> They're waiting right now. <laughs> yes, they are. I like that. <laughs> Kiki, from, from your chair, when you talk about marketing and communication, uh, I want to have you guys back. Talk. I want to really talk about my cup of tea. We didn't have time today. Yes. There's so much. What, what, what we just didn't get to cover is sustainability. Yes. You, you know, because I think people need to understand that you said it, and I just can't, I just feel like that you got to hear this, people. This is critical. This is not just a handout. It is when you need it. But at the end of the day, it's about breaking the cycle that Memphis gets caught up in. This is an organization that is dedicated. Their mission statement is talking about breaking the cycle. Not only are they looking to do just basically not, you know, when they talk about a handout, yeah, sure. But it's also a hand up. It's dealing with stability and sustainability. Guys, I didn't mean to summarize it, but I'm just I'm passionate for you. I love what you guys Thank do. You so Thank you. And I uh, appreciate what you do. Thanks for being with us today in the studios. I know it's kind of tough to get here at eight o'clock in the morning, but I appreciate it very much. And we will definitely have you back. And I want to talk about my cup of tea. OK, we appreciate you so much for having us. Thank you. Yep. I'm Jim Shoemaker. You're listening to Talk Money, of course. We'll come back in a few minutes. Terry Hurt. I mean, she has got it together when it comes to women and investing. You don't want to miss that. I mean, she's going to help you understand all the issues that you got to work with. Prior to that, though, you're going to hear Rebecca Brazier. She's going to talk about Mid-South History Moment. It's written by Drew Johnson. This is Talk Money. listening to Talk Money. Have a question you'd like answered on the program? Email talkmoney at shoemakerfinancial.com. We'll be right back with more Talk Money after this. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital is a true testament to the power of promises. As a struggling young actor, Danny Thomas made a vow that he would build a shrine to St. Jude, the patron saint of hopeless causes, if he ever found success. After hearing a story of an African-American boy in the South who died after a segregated hospital refused to admit him, Thomas decided to fulfill his vow by building a children's hospital in the South. At the urging of Bishop Samuel Stritch and in partnership with Dr. Lemuel Diggs, both of whom had strong ties to the Mid-South, Thomas chose Memphis for the site of his hospital. After establishing the American Lebanese Syrian Associated Charities in 1957, Thomas saw the opening of St. Jude Children's Research Hospital five years later. Since that time, breakthroughs at St. Jude have increased the survival rate for the most common form of childhood leukemia 
from 4% to 94%, making St. Jude a recognized leader in the treatment of cancer. St. Jude has saved and improved the lives of children from all over the world, and it all began with one man's act of gratitude. This has been another Mid-South History Moment, brought to you by Shoemaker Financial. Dave, what are you doing? Just sending a gift to Dave2037. Who? Me in the future. I save a little money from every paycheck as a gift to Dave2037, so he can spend it on things like anti-gravity boots or a hologram Doberman, something cool like that. I think Dave2037 deserves it. He worked hard. What are you getting Steve2037? I guess I was thinking Steve2037 would just fend for himself. Well, all right, but don't expect to be borrowing my anti-gravity boots. You want to have money in your future? You got to start saving now. Putting some money from every paycheck into a savings account or contributing to your 401k can make a big difference later. Put away a few bucks, feel like a million bucks. For free ideas and easy ways to save, go to feedthepig.org. That's feedthepig.org. Hey, let's just hope Steve2037 doesn't get his hands on a cold time machine because he is going to come back here and knock some sense into you. This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. You're listening to Talk Money. This material represents an assessment of the market environment at a specific point in time and is not intended to be a forecast of future events or a guarantee of future results, research, investment advice, or a recommendation to purchase or sell a security. And now here's your host, Jim Shoemaker. And welcome back. I'm Jim Shoemaker. You're listening to Talk Money on KWAM 990 FM 107.9, The Voice, talk radio for Memphis and the Mid-South. My guest, Terry Hurt from Shoemaker Financial, and we are talking about women. She's, she happens to be one of those, and we're talking about women. You know, the reality is what, you know, men have dominated the financial world for so long, and now all of a sudden you see this presence of women moving into the workplace and having uh, not only being heads of household, the term, I've actually heard the term, well, he's a household dad or he's a stay-at-home dad because we're seeing this movement of the breadwinner becoming a, a woman, which is great. And so I guess what we're thinking about here, women face unique challenges managing their financial lives and planning for a secure future and making financial literacy vitally important in their lives, Terry. So tell us about that. What's happening with this? Why is it such a movement? And at the same time, reality, how are you helping your ladies? Well, you know, women are a large percentage of the workforce now. Mm -hmm. We often have two working families. Uh, The rate of divorce is very high. And women face challenges in divorce. Uh, You know, having to manage a household, living on a stricter budget, Uh, not being able to uh, save for their financial future because of the drain that the family has on their resources. So there are many issues. So do you see then that if there is the divorce, that the lady still comes out on the low end of the totem pole on that? Is that what happens? Absolutely. Absolutely. Statistics show that um, women end up 75% worse during a divorce, while men benefit by 43%. Wow. So we've we've got that issue. Now, if we know that, I mean, I guess one of the biggest things that I think a lady faces, and I know it would always definitely be this case in my house, 
my wife will outlive me 30 years, no doubt about it. You know, she, so longevity, we see that with mortality tables today. And if she's listening, she says no in the 30 years, but I mean, she will definitely, whether it's three years or 30 years, the reality is men don't live as long. So you got this planning aspect of longevity for the lady. Talk with me about that. Well, women will outlive men uh, by at least four or five years. And if longevity runs in your bloodline, then you can expect to live longer. It could be longer. So if a woman hits age 65, she's got a 29% chance of hitting age 95. Mm. So that's that's a bigger issue that a lady has to face. And so... If you're looking at a widow who has not been accustomed to, to managing the affairs and they're having to make those decisions and they're going through this idea of handling the finances, taking control of the family accounts and making important financial decisions, what, what's that going on? I mean, how, how do you deal with a client with that? I mean, you get people that call you. And by the way, if you just tuned in, I'm talking with Terry Hurt. We're talking about what ladies face, women face in finances. And, and the whole reality is whether it's a divorce or you're a widow or you're the, you're the breadwinner, the reality is it's a different world than it was maybe when your mom or especially when your grandmother was uh, in the household. So we know that there's been a lot of change and it's going to be different when your children are dealing with it. So we're talking about some issues here. And I guess I'm saying, uh, Terry, it's, it's one of the biggest issues is just having to all of a sudden take over. Right. You know, I've had uh, widows come in that have been married for years, happily married. They relied on their spouse to manage all the financial affairs. And now uh, the spouse has passed and they've got these overwhelming issues to deal with that they've never had to deal with before. Mm. So, you know, the approach I take is I really do a lot of handholding and I teach them how to become financially, financially literate. And to understand that, you know, we are going to get them through the, the time of getting through the transition. Um, most of the time, the men have done proper planning. So the widow is in a good position. Uh, sometimes not so much. But, uh, you know, it is, it is a trying time. And so what I would encourage women to do is get involved in the process now. Mm, that's because good once your spouse passes, it's devastating enough to become a widow without having to deal with the overwhelming financial transition. You know, I know Financial Fidelity Investments did a study here recently, and they, they came back with a statistic, two statistics that kind of shocked me. 72% of the women that they surveyed said that they were not comfortable in making a financial decision and Literally half of those women that they surveyed, 53%, were not confident enough to talk to a professional. Now, now Terry, you're, you're, just, you're the consummate when it comes to sitting down and, and helping someone be comfortable. I mean, you know, now there, I know I could sit down and with a lady, a widow, and she might feel intimidated. You know, my last name doesn't always help, but you do a great job. In fact, if you just tuned in, I want you to get this number, 757-5757. If you want to talk to Terry Hurt, she knows how to walk you through making those financial decisions and, as you said, guiding them and teaching them financial literacy. Why is that so difficult? Why is that so hard to break through that process? Because that's not always easy. Even though you said they ought to get more involved, they don't. Well, they don't. And so it's like teaching somebody how to ride a bicycle. The first time you get on, it's really scary. And this, for a lot of women, 
you know, is the first time they're getting on the financial mm. bicycle. So they have no idea what it is that they need to know that they don't know. They have no idea how to process the concepts. And they're not really interested in learning about the nuts and bolts of what's driving their finances. They just want to make sure they're going to have enough money and they're going to be okay. So how do you go, let's take a break, we'll come back, but I, I want to find out, how do you help them know? That's kind of my question for you. If you just tuned in, Terry Hurts, my guest, we're talking about challenging challenges that face women investors, people that are managing the household that haven't been doing it. You're listening to Talk Money. I'm Jim Shoemaker, FM 107.9 and AM 990, The Voice, KWAM, Talk Radio for Memphis and the Mid-South. This is Talk Money. You're listening to Talk Money. Podcasts of Talk Money are available in the iTunes store. Just search Shoemaker Financial. We'll be right back with more Talk Money after this. Now, here's Mid-South weather from News Channel 3 Severe Weather Center. Brought to you by the Crescent Club. Hosting the people and ideas that moved Memphis forward for nearly 30 years. Poplar and I-240. Call for a free tour at 901-684-1010. Breezy and cool this morning, sunny and mild this afternoon with high temperatures nearing 60, light northeasterly winds. Partly cloudy overnight, we drop back down to near 40, and under the sunshine, we'll warm into the mid-60s over the weekend. Memphis Spine and Rehab has relocated to Germantown across from Chick-fil-A on Wolf Trail Cove. Check them out at thememphisspine.com or call 901-751-0939. I'm News Channel 3's Todd Demers. On The Voice, FM 107.9 and AM 990. Are you aging? Well, I am. This is Mac Bailey from the Bailey Law Firm. As we age, our concerns and needs change. An updated estate plan will give you peace of mind regarding your family and your future. Your will is about your wishes and not always about your wealth. What are your wishes? Please call us at 901-843-2760 or visit us at thebaileylawfirm.com. Again, this is Mac Bailey from the Bailey Law Firm telling you that today is the youngest you will ever be. Let us help you with your estate planning, elder law, and probate needs, it's what we do. You're listening to Talk Money. Financial advisors do not provide specific tax and or legal advice, and this information should not be considered as such. You should always consult your tax and or legal advisor regarding your own specific tax and or legal situation. And now, here's your host, Jim Shoemaker. Well, my guest is Terry Hurt, and she is with Shoemaker Financial. We're talking about challenges facing women investors and 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 I guess Terry this is this is an issue it's probably a bigger issue than anybody really wants to admit because we talked about 72% of the women that literally find themselves having to discuss this are not comfortable making financial decisions on their own and 53% this is according again to fidelity investments 53% of the women are not confident enough to talk to a financial professional on their own and that's not you know, I can see that. I can, I've been in the business long enough to know that can be such a detriment. If it's fear, mm-hmm. and if you if you fear something enough, you don't either. You just avoid it, and so therefore we find that that's really what happens. People 
they don't get into the financial affairs, they leave, they become extremely vulnerable. So how do you help? Give me give me kind of what does Terry Hurt do when she is working with someone like this? Well, in order to really be effective and help someone in that situation, you really need to understand what it's like to be them, how they're feeling, what they're thinking, what their fears might be, uh, why they are uh, reluctant to get involved in the financial affairs. Why are they vulnerable? Is that what you're saying? Are they vulnerable at this point or could they, or is it just they perceive they are? Well, a lot of times they perceive that it's a crisis. Mm. And in reality, when you analyze the financial situation, they're actually going to be okay. And so the role that I play, for the most part, is really to understand the emotional side of what's going on, to be able to put that at bay so that we can explain to the client that they are going to be okay, and this is why they're going to be okay. So you look at it from a standpoint when you said the analysis. You do that um, kind of as a side note, but you're dealing more the top priority, as it sounded like, was the emotional side. So you want to show, here's the numbers, and, she, you know, the lady can literally see, visually see the numbers. But really what you're saying is, I want to help you emotionally understand there's no reason to be at fear, or if there is something to be concerned about, here's what it is, and here's what you're working to do. Is that? I think that's, I'm trying to put together in summary what I'm hearing you say. Yes, that, that, that's really the key. So, you know, I, I sit down, I have a very deep conversation with them. What's on your mind? Tell me about your fears. Tell me what's going on. And I always make myself available as a resource to them. So no matter what the question is, they can pick up the phone and call me, and, and I will be a resource to them. And I noticed here recently you were working with someone. And by the way, your clientele can be the mom and, and you know, that's uh, washing dishes at the end of the day or the professional that's the CEO of a firm. So I've watched you build your practice around a group of people. You're not... You're not saying, hey, I'm only going to work with this person. You're willing to, you do become that resource. When you become that resource, I'm trying to, I'm trying to understand why that's so important for the woman versus some men can do it themselves. They think they, they play this do-it-yourself, but a lady is literally looking for someone to be a resource. Why is that? What's the psychology of that? I'm asking you to be a psychologist this morning. So, you know, and I know you didn't prepare for this at all, but I'm really, I'm really trying to dig in. What makes it so unique that I know you do so well? Well, I think women are relational creatures. We like relationships, and we are not lone rangers. We've always worked in groups. I mean, from the time we're younger, we were taught to have tea parties with our friends. And, and so we have grown up doing things in groups. And so it's, it's really important to continue that theme of what we're used to when you're working with a female in financial matters. And so building that relationship, building that trust factor with each client that comes through my door is, is critical. So the trust factor is just not assumed, it's built. Right. Trust is earned. And I have to earn that trust from every client that comes through my door. So, so let me let me back up then. If you're working with someone, 
And as you're going through, and as I said, I heard you say that you're not doing, you're doing some analysis. You're really trying to show the client, the, the lady, here's where you stand. Now, you mentioned earlier working with the couple, getting them started before it's the individual widow or the, right. or the worst case or the divorcee. So, so reality is, how does that work? How does that work when you're dealing with that guy who's not a teacup party guy? We just have a few seconds left, so talk to me quickly. Well, you know, it's it's the same situation. I have to figure out what's driving him and what he's thinking and what he's about. And a lot of times, you know, he knows what he needs to do. Mm-hmm. He's okay. just not used to being told what to do and how to do it. Okay. And so I think, you know, getting them used to the idea that I am going to be the advisor and that, and again, it goes back to building the trust in the relationship. Once you build the trust in the relationship, you take the time to get to know them. Uh, the rest of it is easy. You say it's easy. You do a great job. And that's what I think I want our listeners to know, that, that from a standpoint of the women, of what's going on with the challenges that women face today as investors, 757-5757, Terry Hurt knows what to do and how to do it. And I thank you for today and being on the program. And I know I know what you do, and I know you are the consummate professional at doing it. Well, I appreciate that, Jim. Thanks for having me on the show. Well, if you've been listening to the program, you know that we had Effie Johnson, Kiki Hall, and Harold Ware. They were on the program earlier Neighborhood Christian Center. Their telephone number, 901-881-6013. Terry Hurt's number, 757-5757. It's been a great program. I thank you for being a part of it today. Give them a call because they make a difference, whether it's Terry with you personally or it's Neighborhood Christian Center in our city. My board operator and producer today, Gil Worth. Guest and content coordination, Francis Fortner. Production assistant, Eleanor Moskovich. And compliance officer, Tommy Armstrong. Mid-South History Moment, Rebecca Brazier. Written by Drew Johnson. We're here helping you make the most of your money. This is... Talk money. Jim Shoemaker and Terry Hurt are registered representatives and investment advisor representatives of Securing Financial Services Incorporated. Securities dealer, member FINRA, SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Shoemaker Financial is independently owned and operated. 